Welcome, welcome to Nude Radio with your host, Kenny Heflin. And how are y'all doing today? How's it going? How was your night? How was your weekend? What's going on? What's tea? <laughs> What's tea? Like, you know, that's that's what I want to get into. Let's get in some tea. <laughs> You know, uh, I wanted to take some time. I was thinking about with this episode and everything, and I had like a few different uh, things that have been just going on like around me, rather be like with friends, myself, whoever, like I, I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Let's get into it. It's a little deep, but you know, we get into that, right? Past relationship traumas? Can we talk about that? Are y'all ready for that kind of conversation by any chance? Well, I hope so. Because, look, we gonna get into some things. <laughs> like the queen says, okay? Anywho. I want to pose the question first. First. Do you have past relationship traumas or even you know what even just past traumas that affect you in your relationships be it with friends in a platonic relationship or your lovers in a romantic relationship how does it show up and how do you navigate through those traumas and uh, vocalize those particular triggers to those people who may, um, you know, make the bombs go off? Okay. How do you do it? Or do you do it? That's really the question. Um, I have had like a few different situations in the past that I can think of. And I have an episode uh, coming. I cannot wait to release it, but I'm doing some self-work and further unpacking whatever is going on and stuff and just trying to figure out, you know, the best way to, I guess, like really to find the root of what this particular episode is going to be. Y'all just wait. Oh, it's look. Let me just tell you this: the episode will be diving into what our toxic traits are. You know, it'll be talking about do we have repeat lovers? Okay, have you been dating the same person and different people, but the same person nonetheless? Right. So we'll be diving into that. So I've been doing a lot of self-work, a lot of reflection in the last, uh, I would say about two weeks or so, definitely like the last week, because I wanted to touch on that because, you know, we certain, certain times we tend to date the same people, different face, same person. So we have to then look back onto ourselves as like, why are we? 
Why? Because we're getting the same results from different people. So what is it about me that keeps picking these same people? Right? So we're going to dive into that. But like I say, like I'm doing a lot of self-reflection and I'll be most likely doing that episode with a friend of mine who I know has the capacity and the range. Okay. To further unpack and also figure out what the root is, because that's the most important thing is we did half the work by realizing and you know, being conscious of what our faults are. But the other half, in my opinion, at least, is actually finding the root. So you know exactly where it stems from and you know how to approach and how to avoid certain practices in the past so that you can have a different result and a better result for your future. So back to the topic at hand, past relationship traumas. Or just think about it as past traumas. Do you have them? Who did it to you? Who did it? I know who did mine. Who did? Who? You know, who who hurt you? Right? So we're going to dive into that. I know, you know, when we're out here living our life in this thing called, I guess, love, right? When we're trying to look for love and everything. People would do certain things and it would just set you off. And you're like, what the fuck? You know, you're you're having a moment where you're having to calm yourself down or whatever the case is, because somebody triggered you. And it usually stems from a past relationship. Or and, and again, remember, the relationship could be either romantic, it could be platonic, it can be your relationship with your family, your upbringing, you know, did you, you know, for example, like, you know, were you uh, one of many children and you never felt seen and uh, it's at a certain point where your friends or your lover uh, would probably I don't know, not respond to you or something like that. And you start to feel as if you're being ignored. You see what I'm saying? Like, so that's what I'm like. That's what I'm trying to get to. Just as an example. That's like, that's a trauma that affects you in your life, but also affects you in your love life. So it's about finding those particular triggers, right? So I'll dive into some of mine, for example. So I know for me, uh, with past traumas, you know, I've been doing some packing and all that stuff, right? Some self-reflecting, you know, like I told you before. And one of my biggest things, one of the biggest ones, is communication. How many times have y'all heard me mention my need, my need for an effective communicator? I've talked about it in past episodes. I've talked about it in most recent episodes. Y'all know. 
because y'all listen and I love you for listening. I love you for loving me. But you know how much I love an effective communicator. So I, and I talked about this before in season one. I think I would have to credit my communication skills from my upbringing. Um, I was the child who was, you know, I had brothers and sisters and stuff like that or whatever, but I was a child who I had a lot of, uh, what's the word for a lot of TLC, a lot of tender loving care, right? Um, I was paid attention to on a very intimate and personal level since I was a kid. You know, there are times where my mom, she would get back from work like super late and she'd probably be tired or something like that. You know, it's a full day gone past and everything. And she's just chilling and she'll call me up in the room and stuff and I'll just be in the bed chilling with her and stuff. And we would be watching medical shows because she's she worked in medicine. So I would go up there. We would watch uh, like TLC actually talk about TLC. Uh, TLC used to have like this show called like 911 Trauma or something like that. Oh, here at Trauma. Look, look, see, look how this, look how this aligning. Anyways, it was a show like it was like ER, but like the real shit. Like they used to show like the blood and guts and rushing people to the emergency and all that stuff, whatever. And I just, I used to love watching out with my mom. And we would have, um, Oh, I'm having a little mo a little moment. Um, that was special times. Like I'm having a little moment. Um, we would just talk about our day, and my mom and dad, you know, uh, they never talked down to me. They never raised their voice a pitch to talk to me as if because you know I was a child or nothing like that. My mom and dad, they both talked to me like a regular human being. We had regular conversations, even though I was a kid. I was a kid. I was tiny. I was a child. Like, literally, like, I mean, first grade, second grade, and up, right? So, in those moments, I think I just, I was able to vocalize certain, I don't know, like, problems or I guess whatever was going on in my mind for the most part. Because there's a lot of things that I did keep away from my parents out of fear, you know, obviously growing up as a gay black kid in Michigan. I mean, there's that. But for the most part, I was able to vocalize what it was that was going on with me. And I really do. I, I, I want to credit that. I think that's what made me an effective communicator. So when, say, for example, when I'm dating. That's, that's, ugh, I cannot, I mean, it's extremely important. The top at the list. Oh my gosh. You know, I need for my guy to show up and to vocalize, to use his words, you know, or he uh, sees himself, you know, I, I want to be able to talk with my guy about any and everything, you know, be able to talk about, uh, how you feel about me, 
What do you want from from our relationship? Where do you see it going? Are there any things that are bothering you when you're stressed out? Can you talk to me? Can you let me in? You know, when you're sad, let me in and let me know. When you're angry, let me be that person to to vent to. You feel me? That was one thing that it, it just I, I think it just comes into having a secure relationship, but also just that friendship on top of that. When you're happy, when you're excited, when you just want to talk about nothing, talk to me. I'm here. That's one of the major, like any of my friends can tell you, I am one of the most understanding, one of the most, uh, I look, I show up for the people I care about. And it doesn't matter if you need to vent. I don't care if you need to tell me that some bitch crossed you off in the street and you're pissed off. Like, tell me. Like, I mean, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for that. Again, if you're excited about something, you're happy, tell me. I want to be happy. And even when you're not happy, I want to make you happy at the end of the day. Full stop. That was one of the major things that was a contributing factor in the demise of, I would say, two, you know, two situations with two different people. They were not communicators at all. I mean, they would shut the fuck down when they were, when they, had issues that were less than favorable they would shut down and disappear literally which is disappear so here it is me on the other side wondering like uh what's going on is everything good with us you know did i do something are we are they doing something with somebody else that i don't know about and this is like the end of our relationship like, what's going on with our, like, what's going on? And I remember having to tackle myself and to check myself at that point. I'm like, well, it could be everything that you're now, that you're now overthinking. It could be that we're not going to say it's not, but it could also be something that's going on with them. It could be something that has nothing to do with you. Because most times. It usually has nothing to do with you now, of course. There are the times, like I say. That it could be exactly what you're overthinking. It could be something that's going on with you guys. And because we're millennials and we don't know how to talk. They don't say anything. And then you get into a messy situation and it's like, well, you could have just told me. You could have just told me instead of ghosting me and and leaving me out in the gray area to figure out what the fuck is going on. And I'm not talking to you for days. 
the consistency of, of, uh, you know, I know how we communicate. I know you're a texter. I know you can text throughout the day. I know you're on, on social media. I see you check my stories all the time. When we're together, you always have your phone in your hand. You're always looking at your phone. So I know you have your phone in your hand. Or I know you like to talk. So usually we talk. But when you have like those moments and those times where that falls off, I mean, literally falls off, not like slow down the frequency, but just like fall off. How do you feel when you're in that moment? What goes through your mind? Are you thinking that it's something that's going on with you guys or if it's something that's going on with them and they don't know how to vocalize and all that stuff or whatever? I think about both. But the thing is this, they're both bad, in my opinion. And I'll give you, I'll give you a reason why. I'll give you my personal reasons why. Obviously, if it's something that's going on with you or your relationship with them, obviously, yes, that's bad. And that needs to be talked about. And if they'll rather ghost you and shut down and not tell you anything and like just hope that you get the hint and disappear, that's problematic. That's toxic as fuck. We don't want that. But if it's something that has nothing to do with you and it's something to do with them, say, for example, they're stressed out about something going on in their life. I mean, we all live a life, so we all have our own stressors. And they just shut down and leave you in the dark. That's also not good. It's also not good. Because here it is, it's like, look, you can tell me like, hey, I'm not having a good day. You know, uh, I'll text you later. I'll give you a call later. Or, hey, I saw your text or, hey, I saw you call. Um, I'm not feeling really good. I'm trying to work some things out real quick and stuff. I'll, I'll hit you up when I get the chance. At that point, you on, on the other side can find some type of assurance like, you know what? Let me try to be there for my partner as much as I can. Let me, they're requesting space. Let me give them some space. But at least they vocalized what they're going through. I mean, obviously at the end of the day, for me at least, I want you to be able to tell me, you know, those things. Be them the bad and the good. I want you to tell me the days that you're sad. I'm really good at advice. My friends can vouch for me. Pretty fucking awesome. You know, I want you to feel comfortable enough to be able to tell me whatever it is, even if it's nothing important at all. Let me be there for you. Don't ever feel that you're dumping things on me or anything like that. Like, no. I'm, this is, this is what I'm here for. I love to help people. And especially people that I love and care about. Point blank, period. Let me help you out. I'm pretty resourceful. It's solutions, baby. I'm a solution-based individual. So we're going to find the solutions and stuff. And I'm going to help you navigate through your issues and your, your, your fucking all the obstacles. I'm going to help you with that. I'm here for that. Like that's, that's how I show up for my friends and my family. So it's like, that's how I'm going to show up for my lover. So ideally, 
I want that reciprocated. So it's just like, I don't ever, let me say this. I don't ever, because I've had to deal with this before. I do not ever, and I mean this. Ooh, when I tell you I mean this shit, I don't ever want to feel as if I have to beg you to let me in. Ever. Been there, done that. It didn't feel good. I didn't like it. It was actually really fucking horrible. It's not fun. Because here it is, you're being left. I mean, look, left on red, left on scene, whatever. Like you're you're just left in the dark, baby, okay? Lost and confused and don't know what the fuck to do. Like I I just that's one thing I, I cannot go through again because oh, <laughs> it was the worst. It was it was really the worst when you're dealing with somebody that does not know how to, to communicate. Um, cause I never want to feel as if I'm repeating myself when I vocalize my triggers, you know, oftentimes with our friends and our, uh, love interests and stuff. And even like when we're starting to have friends, you know, when we're in that beginning stage and stuff, we have to teach people how to treat us. And that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine because they don't know us. So we got to teach them how to show us, you know, how to, how to show up in our life. And they got to do the same thing for us. Because if you tell me some things, I'm going to be conscientious about it. And I'm going to remember. So I know not to trigger my friend. So I not, not, so I know not to trigger my love interest. Because one thing about me, baby, one of many things, uh, I, I say that a lot. One of many things. <laughs> I don't like discomfort. So if it brings us discomfort, because again, I take my friendships very seriously. I take my relationships very seriously. If it means having discomfort in our relationship in general, I want to fix it. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to trigger you. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want us to be uncomfortable. Right? So you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to remember that so we don't have to have that talk again. Now, you know, I'm the king of having a, a, a hard talk. I'm the look, my friends call me the pink elephant, <laughs> the pink elephant addresser and chief. Because if something does not, something not rolling well with me, baby, I'm gonna let you know. I'm going to pick the right time, of course, because I don't like a scene or nothing like that. I'm going to pick the right time. But, baby, we're going to talk about it. Because the thing is, and it's not confronting as if we're arguing. It's to get an understanding and to meet halfway to see exactly what perspective works best for us and work it out and move on. And hopefully you don't have that conversation again. Because at that point, you're repeating yourself. And I shouldn't have to do that. And I'm not going to do that going ahead. Like, I'm, I'm not. So I just remember, you know, even after the most recent 
like I say, he used to shut the fuck down. Like it was the worst. And like I've talked about him before, but I remember with like when Alvi, for example, like he was such a great communicator. He was going through shit himself, but he was able to be open and vulnerable, you know, and and vocalize exactly what was going on again, be it. Be it the good, the bad, the ugly. The sexy, I mean, we were able to talk about any and everything and and. It was crazy because him and uh, Dre, like they lived the same type of life. They were going through the same type of thing um, last year. The same stressors. Shit, he was more stressed out than okay, like, but we had that connection. We had that bond, and he's the one. That, I mean, he's the one that got me into. FaceTiming and all of that stuff. I remember we used to talk every day just about whatever. That was that was really special. I will say that um, that was really special because. Look, he was the complete opposite of Dre. <laughs> he was so good at communicating and, you know, I never had any question about how he felt about me. I never had any question about if he was thinking about me because his actions spoke for him. And that was the most important. And I'll always treasure that as a great memory. But it also, uh, I mean, it also set a standard. It raised the bar. Look, the bar has been raised after that. So that's when I found out, like, oh, I like this. This is what it feels like. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> but then, of course, you have um, another uh, trigger, I would say. Another trauma is the lying and betrayal. You know, all that backstabbing shit that you deal with when you have friends or when you have relationships that, you know, uh, they're lying or they're cheating on you and uh, your trust is just all fucked up. I mean, how can you trust at that point? When I tell you trust, just be in the trenches, just deep down, down in the delta deep, just just gone. Have you do you have trust issues? And we talked about this. Do you have trust issues? Are, are, look, are you handling them? Are you trying to overcome them? Have you met somebody? Luckily, have you met somebody that's making you never have to question? Are you finally dealing with somebody who makes you feel secure and you don't have to have trust issues? I hope so. I want that for all of us, y'all. I want that for myself. Oh my God. I want that for myself. And I want that for all of y'all. Who got time for trust issues? But we remember there's roots to these trust issues. You know, when I had the situation in uh, the episode I spoke about and uh, we could have been. That was. That was some tough shit. That was a tough pill to swallow, and I have no problem being transparent about that. Y'all know me. 
I have no issue being open and vulnerable and transparent about anything. I mean, why lie about it? Like, I mean, the fuck. Y'all look, y'all know I put my shit out here on fuck on this damn show. But that was lying. That was betrayal from both sides. I mean, and I thought that I had trust issues then. And then that happens with the first person of the year that I actually had some some feelings for. It's like, oh, shit, damn. So now in that situation, you know, when you can have somebody that you're talking to, that you're getting to know, you're dating or whatever, when they go behind your back with someone that they knew that would bring disaster and ruin to your budding relationship. I, um, horrible. One of the worst. Literally one of the worst things that has happened uh, in my love life. I will say that. It's one of the worst. And it's just like it happened. And honestly, I, I really wish that I didn't even have that memory of that because that's something I'll always remember, but it's just like, fuck that actually fucking happened. And it's just like, I don't ever want to deal with anybody that can do something like that or even worse. You know, do you feel that you have done anything, anything, that you know that would bring ruin to our relationship. Be honest with me and tell me so I know how to move. You know, because the thing is, if the shoe is on the other foot, you would want the same, the same grace, right? It's a lot of shit that we have to think about when we're dealing with people and they're causing harm. Ask them if the shoe was on the other foot, how would you feel if I did that to you? Ask them that. If I lied to you, if I cheated on you, if I betrayed you, if I didn't communicate with you, if I ghosted you because of my lack of communication, if I shut the fuck down because of my lack of communication, how would you feel if I did that to you? And 10 times out of 10, they're going to say, oh, yeah, I wouldn't like that. You got damn right you wouldn't like it. I don't think nobody would like it. So don't do that to me. How about that? Easy. It could all be so simple, but we know they'll rather make it hard, like Lauren Hill said. So it's just like, no, I don't have time for that shit. Major red flag. Do we, are we paying attention to these red flags? Is there a particular amount of red flags that, you know, we notice and that we either choose to ignore or that we talk about and and hope that the behavior changes before, or do we notice red flags off rip and just, you know, if it's just one major red flag, do you just up and leave? Y'all let me know that. I'm I'm curious. How do you operate with the red flags? 
because a lack of communication, that's a major red flag for me. Lying and, and, and behind the scenes betrayal, major red flag. And at that point, if you know you did any of those things, I think you should probably leave me the fuck alone. Because the thing is this, what's done in the dark always comes to the light. I forget who made that quote, but it sounds good. Look, because I find out everything. So it's just like, if you know that you did some shit, some, some dirty stuff like that, you might as well just tell me now. I'm going to find out or I already know. And I'm figuring out how to, you know, bring this to you or whatever. Like, you know, like. It's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. So it's just like. If you know that you did anything like that, you should probably just uh, go about your life, you know, because karma's going to come and kick your ass. Like, I, karma's going to come get you. I don't have to really worry about that. So those are some things that I've dealt with. I'm curious. What have you dealt with? I want y'all to, to slide in my DMs respectfully, you know, respectfully, don't, not that disrespectful shit, respectfully. I want to know what your traumas are, what your triggers are. Tell me a story. You know, I love a story. Because I had a story last night. I was with a friend. We were having wine and stuff. And he's known for dating multiple people. Something, <laughs> something I am incapable of. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't. I think I've talked about it before. No, I, I'm, I cannot multitask with people. I, it's just. I'm, in, I'm incapable of doing it. I, I highly doubt it. I, I can't do it, but he does it, but he's failing at it. And I think he's realizing that he's failing at it because it's just like, baby boy, you're a player. You're a player. You're playing with multiple people's feelings. You know, you got these guys <laughs> who are and who feel that they have a bond with you, that they have a relationship with you, that they, you know, and that the feeling is a hundred percent mutual. I mean, you got You got guys like that who are under the impression that y'all are this when really to you, y'all ain't. And that Baby, how it's done is so toxic. I just be on the outskirts looking in like, oh, my God. And it's funny because he was saying how he feels uncertain about the uh, the current guys that he's dating. But he continues to date them. And he brought up like, oh, well, it's red flags and stuff. And I keep ignoring them and all that and blah, 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 blah. But. I don't think it's going to work out. And I sat there and I'm like, then why deal with them then? Why? Why do you continue to deal with men 
that you don't want? Like, are you lonely? What's going on? For like, for what? And I and I ask him. I'm like, you do realize that you're playing with people's. Like, do you realize that you're playing with people's feelings? Because they're under their impression that everything's going good, but yet here it is. You're telling me that it's not, and you don't know how to feel about these particular men. When are you going to tell them? If you are going to tell them, are you going to up and ghost them? Are you going to sabotage the relationship to make them mad at you so that can be like an easy way out? I have questions. <laughs> like, why? And he didn't have an answer. And I was just like, wow. That's one of the one of many reasons why. I couldn't deal with you in a less than platonic way and why I would hope that I would never be in a position like that with somebody that I'm under the impression that everything is good and that we're going where we look, we're, we're, we're going well and, and, and we're going the long road and stuff and everything. We're on the long haul, but in all reality that we're not, no, like, and I was like, karma is going to kick you in the ass. And he was like, yeah, I think karma's kicking me in the ass now. Yeah, yeah, most likely you should probably let those dudes go, release them. So maybe they can find somebody else that actually likes them. How about that? Since you don't like them, release these kings <laughs> and let them find Someone who actually appreciates them. Someone who's certain about them. Because let me tell you this. I wouldn't want to deal with anyone. Anyone. Who doesn't truly want me. Ooh. Think about that. Have y'all ever been in a situation. Where you felt that you weren't truly wanted. But then the person still kept you. Just to keep you. For their own evil and malicious reasons, their own selfish reasons. They didn't tell you. They kept you there. They, they want to keep you under their thumb. They want to keep you um, on the leash. And make sure that you're always available when they're lonely. When they need somebody to talk to. They'll use you for that, but they don't really want you. Have you ever dealt with somebody like that? I hope not. I'm sure we have. I'm sure I have. I'm sure we all have, but I hope that we're not. I don't want y'all going through that. And I, I definitely don't want to go with, you know, hell no. But it's just like, I do not want to ever deal with somebody like that. You know, and it just goes back to the, the beginning of the episode. People, one thing that I've realized after dealing with people who don't communicate, people who don't let you in and not they're not vulnerable. Is that this is this and it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. Come close. People will communicate and become vulnerable with the people they truly want to. If for whatever reason. It's not me then please tell me instead of leading me down a road of uncertainty 
And I mean that. I can't tell you how much I mean that shit. People will do what you want them to, what you want your person to do and they're not doing. They'll do that for the person they want to actually do that with. They don't want to do it with you. So for whatever reason it is why you can't do that with with me, then you need to release me. Leave me alone, you know, communicate for once at least. (laughs) And tell me like, hey, this, this and this. Okay, got it. Now I know how to move. So that's just some of mine. I want you to think about some of yours. Again, slide in my DMs respectfully. Tell me what your traumas are. I'll probably post something like a little poll or question or something. You know, I like the interactive on Instagram, uh, which, of course, you know, you can follow me on Instagram for my personal page uh, at Kenny Heflin. And then, of course, you have the nude radio page and you have the Twitter which is going to all be under the same name, Nude Radio 101. So tell me a story about your traumas. What are the roots of those traumas? How do you, how do they show up in your relationships? Again, platonic or romantic, how do they show up? And how do you overcome them? Like, do you overcome them? Like what, like what's the conversation like when those people trigger those traumas? Let me know. Slide in those DMs. I'll be looking out for them. But I enjoyed you. I love you. And bye.